as Pete said before, uh, today is a day that we, we feel for those who, whose experience of fatherhood wasn't awesome. People who didn't have a dad, whose dad was absent, whose dad was angry, whose dad was emotionally distant, whose dad was abusive. Um, sometimes Father's Day is hard. Um, if, you've, if you're a little bit older like me and you've lost your dad, today can be hard for a different reason um, as well. We're going to be celebrating dads today. We're going to thank God for our dads because God gave us fathers. He designed it. He wanted us all to experience that in relationship with him now and forever. So no matter what our experience of dads has been, um, you won't miss out in the end. Like you might have missed out temporarily, but you won't miss out because God is our father and he's beautiful. So even if you're thinking, I hate Father's Day, it's a tough day, it's a hard day for all of these reasons, listen in any way to, to us celebrating our dads because it's a prompt for us all to look to our Father. And, um, and so we can all be encouraged in that sense. Let me just speak to the dads for a minute uh, this morning. Do you remember the first time you held your child? Like... Um, Matthew was a lump of a kid when he was born, but he still, I could still hold him in one hand, right? He had these massive hands. It was, I was like, wow, look at his hands. <laughs> um, thankfully, he's, you know, um, filled out proportionally well. Um, do you remember what it's like to hold your child and think, um, like, that is a whole new person? Like I'm holding a whole new person in my hand. And it's sort of come from us. Well, mostly Dominic, to be fair. But that's our DNA. Like that's, like we've reproduced. Like the wonder of that, the, the joy of that, the experience of that. Do you remember that? Do you also remember the, the fear? Like, oh my goodness now I'm responsible now I'm responsible do you remember the pain when they hurt the resolve to do all you can um, uh, Matt shared this with permission uh, Matt was um, three or thereabouts when he was first diagnosed with autism and we didn't know he was our first child and uh, we'd had a very kind of frank well, um, because we were kind of in denial, the paediatrician had slapped us pretty hard with the news and the implications um, and the bleak kind of um, future, what felt like a bleak future for us then. And we were in shock. We were just stunned. And I remember driving home, Dominic and I, um, just, you know, that kind of like when you've had hard news. We're in that... Um, but that thing rising within you, just saying, I will do whatever I need to for my kid. You've experienced that as a parent, that kind of, that you don't have to try hard to love your children. Like that selfless, I just, I will sacrifice my life for their sake. That feeling that rises in us uh, when our kids are in pain. What we wouldn't do for our kids. Right. So, today, let me say this. Well done, dads, for every selfless act, for every changed nappy, 
Um, and if you've never changed a nappy, dads, and you've still got the opportunity to, um, well done for the nappies that you're going to change after you heard this. <laughs> for every changed nappy, for every bedside vigil, for every shared Lego brick, every shoulder ride, every lesson, every word of encouragement, every prayer offered, every game played, every taxi ride, every sports side vigil, every bit of training help or homework help, homework help or money loan or gift, every caring phone call, um, every apology, every other little selfless things that dads do all of the time. Um, well done. Like, well done, because that's fatherhood. That's what God gave us as fathers, that we would love our kids like that. Thank God for our dads, right? And if you can look at your dad and say, my dad was selfless in so many ways, um, then you can go thank God uh, for our dads. And if you, your dad wasn't, but you're looking at other dads and how selfless they are in their love for their kids, you can say thank God. Praise God for our dads. Dads are awesome. Um, except when we're not. <laughs> uh, we don't always get it right. We don't always forgive as quickly as we should. We don't always listen to our kids very well. We don't always make time for them. Sometimes we snap at them or ignore them or we stay emotionally distant. We're not perfect. Um, but God is where his kids. Imagine God's wonder as we came into the world. Dads, like when God held you in his hand, Genesis 1, in the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Is God holding you like in his, in his image? You're his kid. He loves you. My daughter, my son. When God created the earth, he, he made the stars and he went, yeah, good. And then he made the, uh, separated the, you know, made the atmosphere, put the clouds up there and the sea down there, and he said, yeah, good. And then he formed the, the earth and all the terrain and the, and the flowers and the trees and, you know, all that ecosystem, and he went, good. And then he put animals there, and they roamed around and reproduced and did amazing things, and he said, good. And then he made you and me, and he went, awesome. Like, very good. Like, the wonder and the, the joy that God feels because you're you. You're a person in his image. What wouldn't God do for our sake? What wouldn't he do for our sake? The love that God has for us is unstoppable and beautiful. When does God stop loving his kids? Is he ever slow to forgive? Does he ever fail to understand? Does he ever fail to be interested? Can his capacity for selfless love ever run out? And you might go, well, that's all right for God, you know, like, um, because he's perfect, and I'm a dad, and I'm not perfect, but God's not going like, hey, you should be better, because I'm better. Um, God's just going, I love you. I love you. I want to help you. I want to forgive you. I want to resource you. Um, it doesn't matter how many times you've failed. It doesn't matter how much of a mess you've made. I just, I'm here for you, dads. I, I forgive you. I love you. I'm here. My resource is here for you. We're his children. And he offers us all of that selfless love in spades, more than we could ever 
hopeful as we open our arms to him to help us to start again. Another day of being selfless as dads. Praise God for our dads. Now I'm going to hand over to Mandy. Where's Mandy? I asked Mandy, come and talk to us about what it's like to live with a dad and have a dad. Am I on? Oh, I'm on. Okay. So Danny's brief for this morning was that um, I talk about my own dad and my husband Pete as a father. And then he said, you've got about eight minutes. So anyone who knows me will doubt the timing of that right now, but let's see how we go. Uh, Danny's already expressed this morning that no family is perfect. And for some today, fathers don't bring good memories. While I'm focusing today on some of the characteristics of a heavenly father I see in my dad and my husband, I can categorically say we are not a perfect family and our kids can testify to that. Life is messy, complicated, um, hard for all of us at times. But how wonderful that we have a heavenly father that will always love and cherish us. When I think about my dad and my husband, Pete, I think first of their intelligence and the fact that they've both shown me and our kids that God wants us to know him deeply and to use our intellect to strengthen and deepen our faith. Intelligence and faith go hand in hand. My dad has shown me this all of my life and it shaped much of my faith today. We see God's character in the life of Jesus and one of Jesus' qualities that I see in my dad is how welcoming he is to everyone. I want to tell a story about an experience I had when I, I reckon I was about eight and I was excited because it was Fish and Chip Friday night and I was going to, with dad to pick up the fish and chips which was extra exciting. Wouldn't it be nice if things were that simple now? Uh, we ordered and we stood waiting in the steamy fish and chip shop. It was, it was in cold and dark outside. And while we were waiting, a man wandered in to order his fish and chips and he staggered a little and he slurred his words a little as he put his order in. Uh, he was a little bit drunk and possibly homeless. You know, even as a kid, I felt the air shift in the room, like people avoiding eye contact, stepping back a little bit you know, uncomfortable in his presence. Uh, he placed his order and as he pulled coins out of his pocket to pay, no credit cards back then, gosh, I'm old, he, uh, he dropped a coin on the ground. Now, can I give you perspective, young people? It was probably late 70s and five cents could get you a potato cake. So you didn't leave coins on the ground back then. <laughs> so he bends down to try and pick up the coin and he's got these sort of thick, fumbling fingers He's drunk, he's having trouble picking the coin up. And after a few seconds of this, my dad nudges me and says, Mandy, go and help the man. So I scurry over, pick up the coin, hand it to him, scurry back to dad. And the man says, thank you, and he pays for his fish and chips. I'm not sure that my dad even remembers that event. Uh, and it's something I didn't reflect on till I was older and remembered the many times that I'd seen my dad demonstrate not just kindness, but an ability to see everybody as equals and to just accept them as they came. 
He didn't feel he needed to hide me away from the man in the shop. Dad simply showed me that I needed to help someone regardless of their appearance or difficulties. He showed me the importance of valuing all people's lives and treating them with kindness and respect. It has to be said that I've learnt this quality from both my mum and my dad. In every place they've lived, they retain friendships and provide support to people from a vast uh, variety of walks of life. Foster children, migrants, those with physical and health needs, international students, the list goes on and on. They don't judge, they just respect and value people. They show humility and they don't consider others above themselves. They welcome people and accept them as they come. And this has always reminded me growing up of Jesus' love and that characteristic of our Heavenly Father. It's also reminded me of what uh, Paul said in Philippians 2. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourself, not looking to your own interests, but each looking to the interests of others. We are called to value others highly. God chose to value us highly. Imagine if God had an A-list and just took those he considered the best. I wouldn't make the cut. God doesn't need a relationship with us to fulfil him. He chooses a relationship with us and offers grace. And he values his relationship with us so much that he was willing to sacrifice his son, Jesus, so we can have that relationship with him. Fathers don't have to choose to be with their children and some fathers in their brokenness can't be with their children. But our heavenly father chose us. He doesn't just choose to be our friend. In Romans 8, we are told we're his children and his heirs. So you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you received God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children. Now we call him Abba Father. For his spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. And since we are his children, we are his heirs. God has set us the example and he calls us to value others in the same way. When dads demonstrate this quality with their children and to those around them, it displays in a powerful way the welcoming nature of our Heavenly Father. Forgiveness and humility is something that I've seen in my husband Pete. This shows our children the nature of their Heavenly Father. In my role as a school counsellor, I often talk with young people who are very real and honest and vulnerable. God loves them and he knows the reality of what they are going through. And it's heart-wrenching when I hear kids talk about broken relationships in their home and their family and the lack of forgiveness. Some say, my dad can never apologise, even when he knows he's wrong. He's never apologised. Maybe we can relate to this either as children or as a parent. I know I certainly struggle to apologise at times. I've watched Pete as a dad demonstrate humility and forgiveness with our children. Our kids can challenge, they can discuss, they can give their opinion. They can say when they disagree and they can point out when they feel something is unjust. Pete may go away and reflect, but he will come back and apologise if he needs to. 
Likewise, he'll forgive readily. He doesn't make our children feel like, you know, there's a grudge or that they have to work harder to receive his forgiveness. It shows that quality of our Heavenly Father. Those who know my wonderful husband will be aware that he can become very focused on a task and has a get-the-job-done-well kind of attitude. Get it done, get it done well. And sometimes his tone can be, shall we say, direct. That's the word he gives. Recently, Pete asked one of our children, and our children are pretty much all just about adults now, or are adults, and he asked one of our children to do something, a quick errand outside, uh, and they didn't jump to it straight away. And Pete's tone was fairly direct the second time, and the child followed the request. I mentioned to Pete later that possibly he'd sounded a little bit harsh in his tone. Next time said child was present, just the three of us, Pete sat them down at the kitchen bench and said, your mother mentioned I might have sounded a bit harsh the other day, uh, so for that I'm very sorry. I didn't mean it to sound that way. A small interchange. The response was a laugh, no, no worries, Dad, it's fine. It was a small but powerful interchange. Both for maintaining relationship, but also for showing humility and respect for each other. Showing God's heart in wanting us to seek forgiveness and maintain healthy relationships, just as our Heavenly Father would want us to have. God is our Heavenly Father, but he's placed people around us to shine those attributes in our world. I've seen God as a Heavenly Father shining through my experiences with my dad and also watching my husband Pete with our children. But there are equal measures where Pete and I get it wrong as parents and are thankful when our children are gracious in their responses to us. Today's Father's Day and a day where we are celebrating dads, but please know my heart, mums can show all these attributes too. So can aunts and uncles and older siblings and grandparents. Our children can learn much about their Heavenly Father from many people in their lives. So a big shout out for any parents or grandparents or others doing solo parenting. God will honour all that you do and provide for your children in showing his love and character through you and others in their world. Hold on to the strength God gives you because you're doing a great job. I want to finish with a picture. Imagine a small child being piggybacked by their dad and slowly the child's eyes start to close with the rhythm of their dad's steps. And dad hangs onto their hands so they don't slide off the back because they've fallen asleep. The child rests peacefully and securely there as they feel the warmth of their dad's body and the beat of his heart. In Deuteronomy 33, Moses gives a blessing from God to each of the tribes of Israel. And this is the blessing that he gives to Benjamin or the tribe of Benjamin in verse 12. About Benjamin, he said, Let the beloved of the Lord rest secure in him, for he shields him all day long. And the one the Lord loves rests between his shoulders. What a beautiful picture of a protecting, caring, loving father who can be trusted with our complete vulnerability, love and surrender to him. There will be some people here today or watching online that have not known a good and loving earthly father. Some who don't know their father at all. No parent is perfect, so we all have different perspectives on fathers. And for some of this, that this may have shaped 
our view of our Heavenly Father. So I came across this great quote in a book I read quite a few years ago called The Father Heart of God. Don't ever resent the failings of your human parents. They are just kids that grew up and had kids. Rather rejoice in the wonderful love of your Father God. We must remember that earthly fathers will show us some facets of the character of God, but it's not possible for them to show them all. Parents are not perfect and nor does God expect us to be. Thank goodness we are offered his forgiveness. For all our best efforts as dads or mums, we will sometimes get it wrong. Our heavenly father embodies all that we need in a perfect heavenly father. And we have his guaranteed unconditional love through all that life throws at us. Today, let's be thankful for dads in our lives that have shown God's character. Forgiveness, humility, love, value. But let's be even more thankful for a perfect heavenly father who gives us everything we will ever need in this life and into eternity. Let me finish with this beautiful passage from Psalm 68. Father to the fatherless, defender of widows, this is God whose dwelling is holy. God places the lonely in families. He sets the prisoners free and gives them joy. Whoever we are here today, fathers, children of fathers, partners of fathers, we have this amazing God who invites us to be his children. The father to the fatherless, our defender, our family, our heavenly father chooses us every time. Let's pray and then Dominique's going to bring us the song. Heavenly father, thank you so much that you are a good and perfect father. Thank you for the people that you've put in our lives, especially the fathers that reflect the qualities of you as a heavenly father. But help us to always remember that you chose us, that we can be completely vulnerable with you and you will give us unconditional love every time. In Jesus' name, amen.